everyone. Welcome back again for the Iconist podcast. I am one of your hosts, Barry 3D, and I'm here with my cousin, Mr. DJ Rotsi. How you doing? How you We're doing? Here. <laughs> We're here, people. We're here. Hi. Okay. So go on. I'm, no, I'm man, we're going to jump into this, as you can oh, see. And so for those that are watching, you can see by our backgrounds who we're talking about and those who will be listening, thank you for tuning in. You, you read the title, you know. We are talking about, you know, Colonel Steve Austin, the $6 million man, the bionic man, cyborg. And you're going to say, cyborg? What? Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that. Uh, and, and, and all his aspects, we're going to go from his origins as much as possible to where you can find him, to see him, and influences. Up to now, the, the whole, you know how we do. So let's, yeah, exactly, man. So you know, first we'll, we'll, I want to give a big round of applause uh, to everyone tuning in and, and and watching and keeping our videos going and commenting on below. So thanks, we really appreciate that. Um, we did a little poll uh, a little back, you know, and I try to use this other app called Cast, but unfortunately, you all have to sign up for Cast to cast your vote. <laughs> so you know, you know, this is a growing, this is a grassroots growing station we're 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 gonna figure that out because last one was fun so uh we'll get back to that in a minute but big thank you to uh jaybird digital arts jaybird he's the one that gives us cool template our names at the bottom and all that you know our logo all that stuff so that's jaybird digital arts if you want some stuff done no matter what it is be it if it's virtual like how we're doing uh on a shirt hat logo anything anything digitally related check out my man jay you know, at the end of the video, you'll see, uh, um, you know, a link to uh, his Facebook page, his, 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 his uh, you know, all his deets, you know, his website mm -hmm. and everything like that. Phenomenal, super nice guy, you know, keep it going. Jay, thank you so much from both of us. We appreciate it. And uh, let him know if you, if, if, you know, you like what we, we do, you like what we see, go over to Jay. Say you saw it on the Iconist podcast. Um, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's one two i gotta give it up to my other boys my other family um my comedy brothers you know so that's a touch of gray you know every week we do about three four episodes that drop you know on a called a touch of gray matter you can find them through you know my website uh the links are my website which is barry 3d or you can find it at a ton of fun entertainment.com that's my boy dave sokolowski um, he's the madman runs that whole thing and keeps the rest of us inmates in line because I'm pretty much we're kind of crazy. And that's my, you know, myself, uh, Zolf Ali, Thomas Patrice, along with Dave Sokolowski, you know, a ton of fun entertainment. We talk about anything from serious to lighthearted, crazy to whatever we see and make our comments on it. Why not? We just take, take the heck out of that. So we have some fun with that. So once again, such a great matter. Jaybird Digital Arts. Don't get iconist. And remember, like, subscribe, share, hit the notification button. We drop episodes every Tuesday morning. So you don't want to miss out on that. And uh, pass the love, share the love. And if you're in a position to help the channel grow, we have our own um, page there on coffee. So you can find the links in the bio. And, uh, you know, if you're able to help us grow, help us grow. That'd be great. So whew, now that we got all of that out of the way. <laughs> You know, oh, and then, you know, simply, you can find me, hey, hey, Mr. Barry3D at barry3d.com. That has all my links to all my pages, everything we're doing, including this one, episodes, and, um, you know, YouTube, Instagram. Come on, join one, have some fun. And my man, Rod, where can we find you, Mr. Rod C? You can find me on Instagram at Mr. Rod C. You can also find me on twitch.tv forward slash DJ Rod C. D-R-R-O-D-C. Yeah, you can find me. Listen, all over the place on Facebook as well as Mr. Rod C as well. 
but listen, you can definitely find us here, Iconis, and this is where you go from here. You branch off, like you said. All right. Right on. Hey, you know what? We're giving so much shout-outs. i got to give some more love. So first of all, I want to give a love to my man, my mentor, Mr. Paul Ash. Right? So Paul's from out of Montreal. This guy, he, he took me under his wing and, and, and helped me with the comedy ropes and that's, and, and God bless him. So honestly, Paul Ash, thank you very much. And he has God bless a couple of shows. Socks. Yeah, he's God got a couple of shows cotton. going, man. Not to say God, God bless his cotton socks. Don't just say yeah. <laughs> he's, he's got a couple of shows going. So check him out. You'll see me on one of the episodes. It's on my website too, um, on YouTube. So it's called Battlecom. It was a lot of fun, you know? So if you are into this whole geek world, you will like Battlecom with Paul Ash. Um, he has the other one, the check-in. Um, he has another show called They Talk Funny. So, you know, and The Love Doctor. Oh my gosh. When he, and he puts on his, his, his accent. It's, his heritage comes out in The Love Doctor on that one. So show Paul Ash some love, please. And once again, let him know we sent him away. And Rod, you're, you're a significant other. I, I gotta say, the cakes, Lenny's Cakes. Well, yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah, shout out to the wifey, you know, Lenny Cakes. You could definitely find her on Lenny Cakes. On, on Instagram, so it's L-Y-N-I-E-C-A-K-E-S. Phenomenal cakes, you know, being made, uh, all out of love and everything like that. She definitely puts her hearts in it, and, you know, a lot of people do appreciate it and love the product and the end results. Um, currently, right now, she's in the middle of making something, so by the time this comes out, that yeah. person is getting it physically tomorrow, so this won't be produced and pushed out to after that. So I can say, yeah, so she's making a, a nice little uh, cake, basically like um, a suit cake, well, you know, at least with a top end tie, nice big, my friend loves bow ties, so nice big right. bow tie, you know, the, uh, the, um, the uh, pocket square and all that kind of stuff, you know, the flower and everything like that, three-dimensional sticking out. It looks really, really great. So definitely keep an eye out. Check that out on Instagram um, and go from there, and you definitely be able to get some T-shirts because my wife also does, like, um, like cake, cake design-themed T-shirts, you know? Right. It's all, you know, the secret ingredients in the frosting and, uh, you know, other little nice little jab jokes and stuff like that. So definitely enjoy yourself. But definitely check it through Instagram. Lenny Cakes, L-Y-N-I-E-C-A-K-E-S. Lenny Cakes. Definitely fine for me. Definitely fine for you. So there we go. All right. Perfect. Thank you very much. I think we've done our goodwill tour of the day. <laughs> 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 and speaking of cool theme music so we're going to go back we're going to bring you back to so when i mentioned steve austin i'm not talking stole cold steve austin you know what you know mcmahon i'm gonna come down that ring what i'm gonna put my foot in your head what <laughs> yeah even though i love that steve austin we are talking stone about the cold first said so yes because stone cold, cold said so <laughs> toss him a beer we are talking about not not that you know beer swigging uh the texas rattlesnake tea steve austin but maybe one day we will because I really like Steve. We are talking about the Steve Austin that I came up with, that Rod came up with, mm. Colonel Steve Austin, the mm. Bionic Man, the $6 million man, which would probably be like $35 million today, which is still pretty good for all the stuff you get. Holy. Right on. So this came out as a TV show, and that's, and that's how I came uh, you know, on my radar, right? Mm -hmm. Because when it first came out as a TV show, it ran for an hour. It was like a, an action drama, you know, a little bit of sci-fi because of what it is. So short story well yeah it's not a short story we know this episode <laughs> he yelled at me so we're gonna start at the beginning how's that that's better off at the beginning right you had colonel steve austin now, colonel steve austin was a uh test pilot that's how it was in the show he was a test pilot he was testing out a new lift wing for nasa um and he went up there 
and something went wrong. It was like, Houston, we have a problem. He came, the, the plane crash landed on earth, you know, um, he was pretty much almost done. Like he was, he was a wreck. He got picked up by this organization. They say we can rebuild him. And they used, you know, it was a secret organization. Well, I mean, with the government, right? You know, a secret project. And they rebuilt him, literally, right? You mean rebuilt him? Well, How you know, was that so? Well, he had so much damage that they had to replace both of his legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they replaced his left arm, I believe it was. Right. Giving him bionic legs, a bionic arm, and he had a bionic eye. So, you know, that caused him to lift up, you know, way more than the average man. He can run up to 60 miles an hour. And I go, you know, I know he's saying it was 60 miles. Back then, hey, you, you, you know, picture this way. The speed limit in the States for all of our American friends. Okay. You guys know, right. For Canadian, we go by kilometers. A hundred kilometers is about 55 miles per hour. Check your speedometer. Meaning he can run a hundred kilometers an hour. If he was a Canadian. Yeah, of course, Canadian. you know, yeah. But, you know, we wouldn't have a, a $6 million to spend on anybody if he was Canadian. He'd be like the $6,000 man or something like that. With a That'd spatula. Um, and then the <laughs> eyes, the eye, you know, allowed him like telescopic vision. So he can see extremely far. He can tune in and, and stuff like that. And he decided to get over and work for the OSI. So the, the, mm -hmm. the agency that helped save him, gave the technology. You know, he pretty much is a super soldier. You know what? That's a good way of looking at it. He definitely was one of the, maybe not the original super soldier, but at least tell him guys, he was more recognizable super soldier. You know, that's a good way. He was a super soldier. Yeah, because yeah, he yeah, was yeah. enhanced. He, he, he's a colonel. He's actually a colonel in the army. How cool is that? So picture this way. He's a test pilot, like Hal mm -hmm. Jordan. Uh, and, uh, I didn't want oh, to yeah. say that, but we, I didn't want to say it, but you know, you saw the, you saw the similarities right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, and and he, he, he's, he's enhanced. And he's he you know he's a colonel in in the uh, in the air force working with NASA, <gasps> like how cool can you make this guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. right, mm. absolutely. So this is how he came about. Now that was his, his story. So yeah, okay. So yeah, I'm looking at more of the stats here. So sorry, my apologies. It was his right arm, not his left arm. So before y'all, you know, get me on another mistake. It was his right arm, both legs, and his left eye that were replaced with bionic implants. You know, enhanced mm -hmm. his strength, his vision, far about human. Um, you know, so he was sorry. He could run up to 60 miles an hour, right? Still almost 100 kilometers. Um, and his eye has 21 zoom lens, right? Infrared capabilities, while bionic limbs have the equivalent of a power of a bulldozer, you know? And he uses these powers for the OSR, so the OSI. So the OSI was the Office of Science Intelligence as a secret agent. So you started off yeah. as a colonel, right? Hashtag of working for NASA, and then you end up as a secret agent with bionics. Gotta love the pay, man. That was good pay. That was good money then, man. <laughs> Would have done that too. Would have done that too. That was a good. That, that was a good paying job, that was, right? That was you a know, good gig. that was a good gig. That was a good gig. Right, and this wasn't, uh, you know, and all these things usually come from some kind of like pulp media, pulp fictions, I call it. Uh, you know, well, not as I call it, but as it is, and. Mm -hmm. This was first, you know, so there was a book called Cyborg that was right. published in 1972. And this, you know, the $6 million man was what we call loosely based off of it. You know, it, it took a lot of influences from it. it it's direct to it. And, uh, you know, and there was a good few number of books with it. So, you know, um, the books themselves, I think yeah, there was five books altogether uh, that the author did. 
uh, if I remember correctly. And I'm sorry, I'm just going over yes. my notes. So yes. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. No, actually, there was four. There was four. My bad. Four original no- novels. No, no, it's all good. Close enough. Four original novels. One on Cyborg, uh, Operation Nuke, High yes. Crystal, and Cyborg 4. Right. So a lot of this, so I know Cyborg and Operation Nuke, they took a lot of influences, the writers, when they were writing the show mm-hmm. and took influences from those two books to kind of start making the show. And the, the, uh, the other, like the third season or fourth season, it was really more original ideas. But it brought in a lot of cool things. So because we have Steve Austin, you, we've kind of gone through his origin, and he's still around up to now, right? In some form of media, he's never totally disappeared, yes. you know? So that's 1972. So we go back. Who's playing Steve Austin back then? Lee Majors. Lee Majors was cool, man. As, you know, Steve Austin. Oh, yeah. Listen, Steve Austin, I mean, I mean, Lee Majors. Lee Majors was, uh, he was a big pop fiction, you know. There's other, there's other shows. Like I, can't even, I won't even go to the ones he had after and everything like that, like Fall right. Guy. But he was definitely, he was an influential person in the 70s who basically was turned into, because of this show, he turned into a household name. Yes. Clear. Just, just straight goods, straight goods. Um, in the in the late, in the mid-70s to the 80s and so forth, you could not say his name without, you know, there was enough respect when, you know, as an actor, you know, television actor and everything like him, being, you know, world-renowned at this point. Because of this show, he became world-renowned off of this. So he was he was known and and loved and respected by North America, and um, that's how the same way like 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 Barry Barry said I got picked up on the same way like I loved him. I'll even say I'll even say a personal a transparent personal joke that I was influenced. This is how influenced I was. I think I was either three or five. Right. I was in England um, <laughs> visiting family. Here's a joke. This is what my mother tells me. There's one time. Like my my aunts at the time, I think they had you know most of them had like daughters and everything like that. So I may have been maybe one of the first, one of the very few boys in the family, and I'm just running around. Those who know me, I'm just like bouncing energy all over the place. But I'm like, yes, and my aunts were like losing their mind. Like, what's wrong with this kid? What's wrong with your boy? My mother like saying, it's okay, yeah, it's alright. He just, he's just. He's just having fun. He's just having fun. And I'm just running around. I don't remember this. All I remember being told this by my mom. This, this is the one history she said. When you were in England, when you were three or five, yeah. you were running around the house, messing up and just getting getting your ass crazy. But you're running around making all these... Wait, wait. And I'm like, you mean like six million dollar men? Yeah, that was it. That was it. She didn't know what. She just kind of clued in something from TV. The boy watched something on TV. And this yeah, is yeah, what yeah, he's yeah. doing right now. That's all. Parents back then, like... Not putting two together, but me, I was influenced. Like, I'm just gonna doubt it, man. Yeah. So publicly, no. Everybody now knows some history about me. That was hilarious. So that's to show you how influence Lee Majors have been on my life. Thank you. Look, anyone listening to this show, in my cousin's defense, if you watched the show at a young age when it first came on, oh, you, you did you, it too. You had listen. You would have you would have been the you would have been the odd person out if you were not doing something like that or at least saying I can jump this high or something. You would have been you would have been honestly. I felt you would have been the person like thinking I don't understand the show. I never saw it, and that's when all your friends would be giving you like the. What do you mean you don't? 
What do you mean you don't understand? Well, that's, Everybody. that's yeah. Oh, that's how, okay. To me, this is what the genius of the show was. Okay. It might not stand the test of time. Maybe it did. I'm not here to debate that. I just know I like it. If you're looking for some good, wholesome memories to watch, you want to watch something oh with gosh, your young yeah. ones, they might not even be into it as much as you are, but at least you can watch a couple of them. Right. So here it is. When, first of all, the theme song for this movie, there's no words. There, there was, there was just some talking. There was no singing. Right? It wasn't, right? there was no, he didn't need that. As soon as you heard, that's it. That, that was it. Boom. You're that's done. You know, in, you knew. That, that has show. been embedded in your DNA from you, that time on. You could be a full grown man now with your own children, with your own grands, and you'll hear that. Great. Step one theme music, awesome. Step two. Anytime he did something, this show should be a, a public service announcement. You know, at the end of G.I. Joe, they say, the more you know, right? That's, that's half the battle. And it's like, you know, da, da, da. Okay, this, this should be the public service announcement about playing safely. Because anytime that he was running, he was in slow motion. And then when you finish watching the show and you went out into the park outdoors, you know, yes, that's what our kids don't know about outdoors. And you go outdoors and you're playing with your friends. It's like, yo, man, I'm Steve Austin. Really? How can you do it? And you start making the sound effect with your mouth, but then you start moving in slow motion. But because you're moving in slow motion, it means you're supposed to be moving extra fast. So the slower he moved, the faster he was running. Right. Okay. Done. Public service announcement. That means no kid is running too fast so no I'm one gets hurt. hurt. <laughs> you know, if you were picking up a piece of wood in, in your mind, if you're, you know, if you're playing with your friends, you just grab that by your hand, one hand, and meaning it's heavier than what it's supposed to be, but you can pick it up because you have the sound effect. Right? I know as a little kid, my dad would be like, Barry, pass me this. I pick it up and like, and he would just look at me and like, Breathe in, breathe in, breathe in, breathe in, uncle. Breathe in, uncle. It's okay. You know, <laughs> your, your your brother was going through the same thing too. Your brother was going through the same thing. Too. <laughs> the torture we put our dads through. You can't picture that because there they are, both from Barbados. They come over here, they right? have us, and then get exp- and they have to deal with young kids influenced by what was going on TV in the seventies. Oh and they God. must have had conversations like, you know, it's like Malcolm, this boy here. I don't know what wrong with Barry. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell you what's wrong with my boy too, Roderick. Roderick just, just he just acting up and just wandering around the house slow. I can't understand what you're doing that for. <laughs> he's running around the house slow. I can't understand what you're doing. I like, like, asked Barry to pick I, up a spoon, right? Because the spoon fell on the floor. Barry picked up the spoon and he going. I'm like, and he moving slow motion. I don't know what is wrong with my picnic here, but something, something ain't right with this boy. Listen, you said a good point. Sorry, everybody, we're going off on a family conversation right now, but it's so true. Barry and I are the first generation for our parents, in that sense, in North America. So I can completely understand how. What What are we doing? What What are you doing? What are we doing? What are you doing? What are we doing? What are you doing? I'm trying to find a balance with you, boy. Okay. All right, Canada. Oh, Canada. Okay. Honey, you sure we can in the right place? Should we have gone to England? No, 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 let's stick to Canada. All right, we'll stay in Canada. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> it's so great because they had to go through things. I mean, look, look, 
both our parents had to go through things. So, you know, Christmas come around. Okay. Christmas come around and they had to deal with, you know, our Christmas wants and probably looked at us like we crazy and stuff we asking for. My poor dad had, he would, he liked it though. Yes. If you've watched, I didn't know we're getting off of it. If you've watched the 70s show, right? The, the TV show, yeah, the yeah, 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 show, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the Star Wars episode. So in, in the '70s show, they do where they go to Star Wars, okay? And for the first mm-hmm. time, like it opens in 1977, they go and see it, the whole cast, you know, and their characters. And then they're turning around, and, he, and Eric Foreman's telling his dad Red about Star Wars, and they're all doing the quotes from the movie and all that. And the father, mm-hmm. you know, Red, the one who keeps saying everyone's a dumbass, yeah. it's yeah. like, okay, what's wrong with them? They said this movie's supposed to be really good, so they went there and they start watching the movie, and you just see their reaction, and you're hearing the audio. And Red turns to his wife and he goes, that boy's on drugs. And then all of a sudden a big flash happens on the screen. It's like, you know, with the lightsaber battle. And he was like, whoa. <laughs> like he got it. I feel that's how fathers at that time, taking their kids oh for the gosh. first time to see something like that, right, were feeling. Yeah. I feel that's how my dad was because he took me to see Star Wars, you know, and and – at that time, I was like, what? Maybe I was I wasn't even ten, man. When I went to see Star Wars seventy seven, yeah, I was like eight, and he took me to see this movie, and I was all, <gasps> and, and he must have been sitting there scratching his head for the first couple of minutes, going, wait a minute, what the heck is this forest thing? <laughs> you put up your hand and you just make people stop. <laughs> I wish I had that power, there, boy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> this is the room you must clean. <laughs> Go to bed on time. <laughs> Do your mathematics. <laughs> So, going back to this, 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 everyone knows the slow motion run and the sound mm-hmm. effects was the movie, right? Bar none, right? So, a little bit more history. So, this movie, sorry, this, this, the Bionic Man, six million dollar mm-hmm. man, however you want to call it, you know, how everyone probably knows it by different names. It ran for a total of five seasons. There mm-hmm. was ninety nine episodes, okay, so just shy of a hundred, but it had six TV movies. Yes. Right, so I had a, a couple of movies to kick off before the series kind of really got on TV. And one of the movies that were made for TV movies, and then they had three spin-off. reunion movies yep. in the late eighties. Well, before be, before the reunion, they had the spinoff. Remember the spinoff? Oh, we yeah. have to we have to spin off to get the reunion. So the spinoff movie, uh, the, the spinoff show, is uh, they brought in Jamie Summers. Yes, so yes. basically okay. that that's that's another that's another a show that we'll talk about another time. But yes. this this is the influence of how powerful and how great this show was. That basically the the, the uh, producers and the the um, NBC or are basically just a they basically realize. Listen, we need to capitalize this as soon and as quick as possible. Like uh-huh. said, once they start to pick up, they're realizing we need to capitalize this. And then they did a spinoff show with the Bionic Woman. Right. And uh, similar concept was in there, but it was a great show. Nevertheless, so just to say, as to say, oh, then yeah. we went to the reunion and everything like that. Yeah, because you have to have one or the other. So you had Steve Austin, Colonel, right? Ran for mm-hmm. 99, um, you know, um, episodes, five seasons, six TV movies, right? Uh, so you had a couple of TV movies at the beginning. Um, as I said, you know, great cast that was in it. Everyone remembers Lee Majors, you know, Oscar Goldman. Um, and then, of course, yeah, yeah, man. And Rudy, who was the scientist oh, who helped yeah, Rudy who put them all together. Uh, and they had their own adventure. So, I mean, sometimes I wish, you know, looking back, that the adventures are a little bit more in-depth, but I'm not taking away from the show. I still mm-hmm, love mm-hmm, the show. Mm-hmm. Key points in the show, you know, and I'll say this. So, one, as you mentioned before, Jamie Summers, because they figured, oh, well, we've got the male market because of Bonnie Man. How do yes. we get 
women behind this, right? right. So Jamie Summers, uh, the bionic woman, and her quick origin was she's a school teacher for like you know young kids, like a, you know uh, kindergarten or you know like uh, elementary school kids. Mm. Went on a exercise just to go parachuting. Uh oh, issue parachute didn't open. Came down. <laughs> she mash up. So we can rebuild her, and they gave her you know bionic legs. She had uh, a bionic arm, just like Steve. The only difference is she didn't have the eye. She had the ear. So with her ears, she can hear things. Right. You know, whispers of conversations. She can pick all that up. You know, and then she went back, but she still worked for the OSR. But her struggle was a little bit different, where Steve was understanding the idea of being a, you know, a military man working for an organization. She always wanted to go back to her life as a teacher. That's where she really shone. She did help out the OSI to kind of repay the debt for them out of gratitude to help, you know, but her show, even though they were similar physically, mentally, they were different, but yeah. they did cross over. They did crossovers. They did have a romance, you yeah. know? Um, and what I liked is they gave Jamie, Jamie Summers, uh, a sidekick, right? And that sidekick was, was Max, you know, and I believe Max was a German shepherd. Yes, if I remember correctly, right. Max was a German Shepherd. Yeah, he was a German Shepherd, so. but the, the dog had such emotion on his face. Like, he looked like a really nice, gentle dog. Like, some dogs you see them, you're like, oh, that dog looks like a demon. And Max was like, no. But, and the thing is, they gave him the Jamie because he also had bionics in him. He was kind of a test subject before they moved on to the human subjects. So mm -hmm. they had, that's how they kind of retconned and brought Max in. But Max was, you know, as a pup, he was in a fire. So he still has post-traumatic, you know, stress because of that. So every time he sees like a building burning and all that, he'll, he'll, sh sh you know, shirk away from it. He won't go mm -hmm. near it. It, it. it almost immobilizes him with fear. And they really portrayed that part well. So giving Max to Jamie made sense for her need to teach. Right. You know, and she still was a teacher in school uh, outside of her missions. So, and the difference is, and so that was one key point. Mm -hmm. Then they made, um, to me, one of my favorite episodes where they brought in Sasquatch, Bigfoot. <laughs> These aliens come from another planet and they bring in, like literally bring in Bigfoot, but he's bionic. And it's the bionic showdown between Steve and Sasquatch. And this is why you always see this Sasquatch doll around with Steve's. And you must be wondering, <laughs> it was a two-part episode and it was bionics versus bionics. It was great. That, that was one episode, you know, or sorry, one part that sticks out to me, uh, Steve versus like the, the, the robot from the moon, you know, it's like mm -hmm. a, land, a moon rover that's guts out of control and Steve has to fight that. That was another great one. Of course, Jamie Summers. And then they brought in another person who almost had powers like him, but he had like no face, but he, he was able to kind of put on a mask. And he too was uh, a bionic. So that, those were good plots and how they kind of played it out with, with Steve over the episodes. Mm -hmm. A lot of fun. Cool thing, this spun into, um, you know, of course, where there's one, there's the other, right? So toys. Some of the most fun toys to play with. That's what I remember growing up with and seeing, you know, the Bionic Man. And then he had his uh, mobile medical station that was like Lyle flat. But when you put it together and you had Steve in it, it made this huge rocket ship. You know what? I'm going to put a picture up uh, around this point so you all can see what I'm talking about. And it was like a nice playset rocket ship. So it looked like, a, you know, like a missile. You had a little glass window with Steve's in it. Fly him everywhere. Okay, line him, open it up. You can put tubes and wires into him, recharge his bionics, off he goes. And he had other toys and accessories that went along with that toy line. And I think that was really smart of them to capture that at the time. So you had the TV mm -hmm. show that was constantly on. You had the toy figures 
you know, for Steve and for Jamie out there backing it up. And then there was a car, um, uh, comic books, you know, right. So it was multiple comic book companies that had the license for, right. um, uh, Steve over the years. So there was like a Charlton comics or Charlton comics. And that was, that was really their bread and butter. They did other properties like space 1999, for example, which is another fun series I enjoyed. Um, and they, and they had a couple of more, but the Steve Austin run they had, and the art was good on it. Like the, it was very dynamic. It was, it was engaging, you know, at the, from, and what I remember and what I see, it was, it was fun to read and look at, you know, mm-hmm. he was always in an action pose and doing something. There was way more action in the comic than there was in, um, you know, the show maybe at times and that's of course budget, special effects, how they portray it, you know? Uh, and I say they were smart on the crossovers by bringing in Max and Jamie, all of them together. Right. Um, and even then, you know, that comic went on for a while. Of course, it stopped because uh, the company went down. Then he shows up. Dynamic Comics came out a, a few years ago, and they came back with the Six Million Dollar Man, uh, the Bionic Woman. They had their run. They had mini series with that. Um, Kevin Smith was actually writing that. Yep. <sighs> I, like- I remember that. I remember those. I was I was checking that series. Yeah, it was. Uh, he was really doing some good stuff with that. I won't lie. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good series he had. Right, that he did a really good job with that, and it's and then it's still and and even the art, like the, the art on there. Um, I, I was a fan of you know the art, it, and he really kept the essence of the characters. Um, you know, so that that was really cool. Um, then it still there's an, and then it, you know he had uh, maybe a lesser known one, unless you're a hardcore fan. Uh, you know, the Bionic Man versus GI Joe. Da, 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 da. It was a mini series, and yeah, that's exactly what it happened. Is yeah. that Cobra gets the 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 Baroness gets the technology to kind of override and brainwash Steve, and brainwashes him to having him as a Cobra operative. And at one point, he goes on a mission against GI Joe. Right, that's, but that's, yeah. if you want to bring him in somewhere, it could work. So that yeah. you know that was the, not, you know so they they did that kind of crossover IDW. Um, did some good stories on it and then he's still running right now another series in a different direction and it's still going up to now so you can look and find through amazon your local comic book retailer you know order it keep them employed i mean especially right now with everything going on you know show them some business keep the places open and uh and and you know you know digital is cool but but print is beautiful <laughs> right true, keep that true exactly so those series went on and this is what i like it was a fun series to watch, fun toys to play with. Mm-hmm. Comic books, you know, it, it kept the world going. And then they did the reunion movies. And I don't mean this as a, oh, no. So the reunion movies. Yeah, they were interesting. They were interesting. Holy. <laughs> Do you remember the reunion movies at all, man? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember, I remember the, I can't, I'm, I, I, I get the first and second one blurred together. Right, but I know the third one. I know the third one with with the sun. Mm-hmm. So we will, we won't jump to that. But we, I remember the second one. I'm just trying to remember. I think that's when they were trying to they were trying to get married. Yes, and that's why I'm just trying to remember that would most likely would be the second one. So I can't recall what which was the first reunion was. I can't unless unless I hear the theme or not the theme, but the plot to it. You'll probably right. trigger me and let me know which one was which. But the third one, oh, the third one was hilarious as well. 
third one, third one was hilarious. As a, as a side note, I'll just go back and just with Jamie. Yeah. So when Jamie had her incident, right? Um, oh yeah, the incident. Steve, the incident. We have to call it like not that. entanglement. Incident. Not entanglement. The entanglement. Incident. Something totally different. Completely different. Check it out on the Sundays. We'll talk about that <laughs> later. Um, when she had her incident, her her and Steve were you know were, they were together. They were a couple and everything like that. And when she had the incident. My man kicked down the door, but not kidding, kicked down the door, but he burst into the door and telling, telling Oscar, listen, I don't care what you have to do. I don't care who you got to, what, what rules you got to break. I don't care. I've worked with you guys without question. I'm asking for a favor. I need someone. I need you to make sure that you take care of Jamie. Jamie, she's in the critical. She needs bionics. She needs this. She needs that. Are you done? Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to get done? Yeah, Rudy's already waiting. He's already prepped and ready to go. Oh, oh, I'm. I'm I remember that. Yes, I, I'm. I'm sorry, Oscar. Yeah, 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 Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Go. <laughs> That's hilarious. So now with the third one, the same scenario again. <laughs> his son just basically, it's like, it's just, it's like, <laughs> it's, it just comes back in circle. The exact same thing. His now son is basically falling in his not directly falling in his in his father's footsteps. But right. if I remember correctly, they had some, they had some, they weren't talking. They weren't talking terms. No, they the weren't son. talking. So, I mean, yeah, because he went and had a relationship outside of Jamie. Not he didn't cheat. I'm just saying him and Jamie went their separate ways because Jamie had a, um, she lost her memory at one yes. point. So yes. Jamie Summers lost her memory. So she couldn't remember her relationship and all the time she had with Steve. She had to kind of relearn her life. And when she saw Steve, it was like, oh, okay, sure. The, so the memory took away the emotion. She still lived her life and did her thing. And I mean, Steve was heartbroken, but he went on with his life and still served as much as he could until part of retirement, right? Um, right. So he had a, he, he was in a relationship. That relationship didn't work out. I, I think, yeah, he got divorced, and, but he had a son and his son was, you know, roughly maybe early, late twenties, mm-hmm. you know, and following his dad's footsteps was part of the army, uh, was a pilot just like his dad, but him and his dad were not speaking. And then, once again, a very similar accident. Bum, bum, the issues, man. The situation happens again. What? What? <laughs> Lightning's not supposed to tri- strike twice. <laughs> and then, then Steve was doing the same thing. He's there. Basically, it was hilarious. I, I remember this whole scene perfectly. They're going. Uh-huh. is basically the whole crowd is there as they're seeing the sun take off on the, on the plane, you know, to do the test run. And Jamie's on one side and Steve was on the other. And I was saying, Again, and they, I've always loved this particular part about these two, how they love to communicate with each other when they're far distance. Because Steve can see, so he can read lips. Right. Jamie can hear. So yep. all it is, Steve would be just looking at like, like saying, how are you doing? She's like saying, I'm okay. <laughs> they're having conversations. Like, right? you know, kilom- not kilometers, but a good like 20, 20 feet away, 30 feet away. And no one's know that they're talking to each other type of scenario. So when they came into that particular um, Air Force base to watch his son perform, and they're talking whatever the case may be, pa 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 pa, and then the incident happened again. I tell you, it's just like it's, it's, it seems like the Austins, the Austins ain't got no luck. The Austins got no luck. <laughs> None. So, so that thing happened again, and the boy crashed. He incident. He he in pain. He broke up in the same way, <laughs> and then. Steve come down again, kicking down the door, bam. Austin, Oscar, I don't care what you got to do. I don't care. Listen, I work for you guys. Listen, I'll come out of retirement. I'll do a couple of missions just to compensate. 
I don't care. Uh, da, 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 da. I don't care if you got to get Rudy out of retirement. Da, 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 da. Are you done, Steve? Yeah. So Rudy's just waiting for prepping. He's about to prep to go inside. I was like, boy, boy. Again. 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 I swear, every time I hear that, I, every time I, I just think about that, right. that particular scene just came. Those are the scenes that you know the man is passionate. These are the people in my life. These are the ones I love. Uh, uh. We got We're just you, waiting. Man. He really got you, man. He's already ready. We're just going with new bionics. And then the extra jokes is when the older, the older generation. Yes. yes. He's just saying, I feel, I feel old. I'm yeah. trying to run and, and, and on whatever the case be. So as a side note, what Barry was saying earlier in the <laughs> kind of visual presentation of how the $6 million man worked, that back then you would see you're running slow, but you know he's moving fast. No problem. Now we have the next generation when the boy realizing, okay, I got to learn how to run my leg and whatever the case would be. And he's running and running and running and running. And you know, oh, he's running fast. He's doing like his cosmic treadmill like flash. And then basically going. <laughs> so this particular scene now is that they're outside running. And my boy now just goes into hyper gear. And all of a sudden, he's like a blur. Yes. And Jamie's like, son of a <laughs> Pay it! Oh, ooh! <laughs> are you okay, Jamie? Oh, God, I feel old. Yes, I remember that, and- man. That part made me weak. Right. So you see, so the one you're remembering, and I, and I just double checked it here, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that one is the very first out of the three movies. That's the first one? That's the first one. So that's the return of the $6 million man and the bionic woman, right? So, okay. you know, Steve Austin's former employer, yeah, Oscar Goldman, approaches him and asks him for help for a band of terrorists that, put him, uh, that he put out of business back in the day, right? right? Yes. He says no at first, but then changes his mind when his son, Michael Austin... It's right. really injured in a crash in his first solo flight, and really Rudy operates on him once again, right? Giving him updated bionics. So pretty much he's got the same, you know, leg, leg, arm, eye, right? So the legs, faster. Arm, stronger. stronger. Eye, it shoots a laser. Right. Oh, yeah, I forgot the laser. Guy, keep your head straight, man. Keep your head straight, man. You're going to zing up somebody's eyebrow away. Holy. Yeah, and I remember, like, I know that scene. So at that point, Jamie, she's still teaching, but Jamie's working a lot with, um, like, vets, helping people that have lost limbs to yes. walk again, physical therapy. So she went from teaching young kids and that's what she's doing. So this is why she kind of comes back into that story and starts mm-hmm. helping, um, you know, Michael, Michael, right. Exactly. Because he has to get used to walking bionics and she, when she's a physical therapist at this point, a teacher, and she understands what it's like to go and relearn all these things as holding an egg without cracking it. Right. Um, so when she starts doing the running with the bionics and he's looking at her and he starts running, he takes off. So they pretty much clock him yeah. at over 200 miles an hour. Yeah. That, that's how fast he runs. Now, keep in mind, she does 60. He was doing over 200 yeah. and climbing. They never really kind of hit the peak in the show of how fast Michael could run, right? And they were gearing him as the new bionic man to kind of continue where his dad left off. And, and same right. thing with Jamie. Um, so that was the first movie. Then the second movie, right? Bionic Showdown, the $6 million man and the bionic woman. Bum, bum, bum. So that was the first movie. So the, sorry, the second movie. The first movie came out in May 17th, 1987, followed by the second movie that came out in April 30th, 1989. And in there, there's, a, there's an actress that, yeah. yeah. 
people might. So if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. You're about to learn today. Today, So it was a young Sandra Bullock, mm-hmm. right? In one of her earlier credits that takes on the role as the new bionic woman. Sandy! <laughs> you know? That's right. Miss, miss, you know, Sandra Bullock from Demolition Man. And in all her romantic comedies, Sandra Bullock was the bionic woman. Yes. Right? And, you know, synopsis there is uh, Jamie helps a young, new bionic woman. She was a former wheelchair user, Kate Mason, right, adjust mm-hmm. to her bionic implants. Meanwhile, Steve decides to ask Jamie to marry him, but he is interrupted when someone using bionic power sabotages the security at the OSI headquarters and steals secret documents. Being suspects, uh, being suspects, Jamie and Steve are detained, but break out and conduct their own investigation. So this time, you know, you hear about Steve's son, but he's not really prominent really in this particular uh, movie. It's, mm-hmm. it's really more about them clearing their name, about a crime they didn't commit. Yeah, man, they love using that line. The A-team, the Hulk back on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Accused of a crime you didn't commit. So, um, uh, so that's all it was. And this time it was, you know, and it was uh, Sandra Bullock was the new Bionic Woman. So they're trying to make a new go at this. And mm-hmm. then the third movie was Bionic Ever After, where Steve and Jamie finally get married. Okay, so I didn't reverse then. Okay, got it. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their bonics fail, but this is where they bring the two of them in. So I think, I remember, right, Sandra Bullock and, uh, uh, I'm not sure if Sandra Bullock came back for this one, but I know Michael Sloan definitely comes back for this one. Okay. Um, Father and son. So yeah, they do have some interaction with all the new cast, uh, and that's how it breaks, that breaks down. (sighs) So much history. So much history. It's, you know, I mean, for me, I would say watch the, the, the very first Bionic movies when they first came out. Go and find the, the reunion movies. Those are ones to watch. Definitely watch you know, the two-parter when they bring in uh, Sasquatch or Bigfoot where Steve fights him. And, and, and just the crossovers anytime with him and Jamie, him and Max. You know, and they had some good guest stars throughout the, the years, right? Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, the one guest star that stands out for me is my boy, on the Bionic Woman, and that was Evil Knievel. Oh, really? I don't remember that one. Yeah, I watched that one. That was, that was, and then whole time Jamie's there, right? Uh-huh. So she's playing, you know, she's undercover on a mission, and he, she runs into him, and he's like, well, I'm Evil Knievel. And she's like, yeah, okay, whatever. She never believes he's Evil Knievel until the end of the episode, where he actually has to go and make it, he's, he's over in Europe. So he has to go from one country to another one. He ends up helping her inadvertently. She thinks he's just being a nice kind of bumbling oaf kind of guy, not realizing it really is the real evil Knievel playing right. himself in the show. He gets there to the stadium and she's like, okay, stop with the evil Knievel stuff. And people are like, oh man, evil, you're finally here. The stunt starts start soon. Yeah, man, I'm going to get my suit. You know, he gets in his suit, he goes, does a jump. And then she's like, you're really evil Knievel. And he pulls up in like a Rolls Royce and he's like, yeah, I told you. I never, I wasn't lying. I really am evil Knievel. You want to go and grab a drink? She's like, well, no, I got to go back and finish off this mission. He's like, okay, take care. <laughs> oh no, deuces. Have some fun, deuces. And so that was a notable episode. So those are episodes to watch. Go mm-hmm. and look for the uh, Kevin Smith run. You know, if you want to go back yeah. and be an old school, like uh, comic head, then, then, then find the Charlton runs, you know, go and catch the Kevin Smith runs. Those are really fun to read. And even that G.I. Joe versus um, the Bonic Man, that that was you know a nice spin to see how they're trying to bring the worlds together right i like how when things connect all that being said (sighs) 
if we had to bring this back today, mm. today. one, uh, I would like to see it a little not a little bit more grittier, right? This, this, I mean, today, like you know, up to it, date. It, up to it date would happen. It would happen. It would have. It would have to be. There's no. It's not to sound harsh, but there's right. no way that the writing style from then would work now. So you would have to have to infuse. You would have to infuse it. Give it some more. Give us some more girth. Give us something ah. really just to, to hold people in. Because um, like like you were saying, that was a style back then. That yeah. was what we're entertaining and basically any other type of television type action show. You had your, you know, you had your storyline, you had your drama, you had your action. So, you know, they played it out in a particular way, but it was tight. Not lighthearted. That was enough. That was how it was then to bring that particular right. style. Now, it wouldn't work. So it would, they would have to, they would have to get a little more grimy a little bit more undercover more like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so so that that definitely i can like you said i can see that actually or where you probably were gonna go and say definitely well we know some people are trying to make some movements to bring that to reboot it or just to bring a second life into it right now and i will say it's time yeah absolutely yeah, I, i'm all for that so me, I would love to see this, um, you know, come back as maybe another series. Mm-hmm. If, if, if it's got to go to the big screen, then go to the big screen. But I think we can get more life out of it, out of a series. That That's for sure. Um, so that that's my point of it. So I, I would more go for, as I said, put it on TV uh, as a regular series, give it on a streaming service. You know, what I want to see it as a big screen. Um, n- no, because if it goes to the big screen and it doesn't do as much as they think it should do, then that's it. We're not going to get any more from that. And I want to see more life. And it's got more spinoffs and characters that need to come in. Too many come in one movie, but nah, it'd be too convoluted. So that's mm-hmm. my thing. So what, what about you? You think about screen? I, I think, honestly, I say we need to keep it, keep it as a t- television series. Keep it as okay. a television series. Um, I think the screen, it would... It would flare up nicely, mm-hmm. but it won't. I don't think it'll sustain like a movie. Like right. you, you would definitely want to have more type of action because of what he can do. It's not the type of thing that you would expect. Okay, it's just a one and done. Yeah, in a movie, you could probably say he's gonna do. There's maybe one big long mission. Yeah, and he's gonna have maybe like three, two or three different type of interactions with the, with the opposing team enemy, yeah. whatever you want to label them as. But then you're gonna like saying, okay, so. How far can we actually push this ability, these abilities he's have? And it's not like he just could run fast. No, he could run fast. He has strength. He has, you know, the zoom sight. eyes, right. the sight, slash if you want to put the slide and throw in a piece of laser in there type of scenario. Like, unless you're going to do a scene or a sequence of scenes that's going to show each of them fully optimized at the same time, there's no way to say you got to see some different type of actions and confrontations. Yeah. So the sh- that's what I'm seeing. A serious aspect of it would make better sense that you can be able to at least draw out and build on the character and say, this is what he can do and uh, go from there. So, yeah, I-, I think I think a series would be where you need to go with that one. Yeah, that's I agree with that one. Sure. Definitely a series. Even if it came back as a cartoon, you know, and, <sighs> and they, yeah, that'd be nice. But let, let's go with a series because I, I, so I'm with that. I'm more with a series than on the big screen because mm-hmm. I don't want to be like the A-Team. The A-Team movie, I did enjoy the live action A-Team movie. It did do right. well, but it didn't do well enough financially for them to get a sequel. But I think it needs a sequel, right? So that's why I'm, uh, that's my yeah. fear. So if you had to turn around and cast the actor that would play Steve, Colonel Steve Austin, who would it be? Like, Let's DJ Rod C say. Yeah. 
listen, I'm going to say it's for me, it was, it, I found it kind of hard. I only, I found it hard. It's not because I was, I was looking for, I was looking for a combination. I was looking for okay. not only the ability of what the person can do, but I need that look to me. I'm not saying that he has to look like Lee Majors, mm-hmm. but I need some type of similarities like Lee Majors. Okay. And the reason why okay. I'm going to say it's like this, I'm going to say it like this, because if we're going to go with Superman, mm-hmm. now this generation may have uh, Brandon wrote as their Superman type of scenario, but right. our generation technically really have who Brandon was kind of based off, which was Christopher Reeve. Yes. Yes. So anybody who's from Christopher Reeve generation onwards to now, any actor has always been kind of similar oh, in okay, stature or face right. to Tom Willing from Smallville, yep. Brandon, um, Henry Carvel. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? They you can look at them as they have a similar look. They got a similar look. So a certain angle you can catch. And not saying that you're looking for Christopher Reeve, but there's only one Christopher Reeve, and there's one Henry, and there's one Brandon, and there's one Tom. Right. Completely. Every actor has their points and they're great at who they are. They brought mm-hmm. their different characters to the, to the table and I'm completely grateful for everything they've done. Yeah. But when you Same look here. at it, you want to see if, if you can see that similarity. This is where you can build on that type of um, uh, what's the proper terminology of it. Like the memory lapse of it, you know, the, the nostalgia type of feel of it. That's right, what right. you're going to look for. So for me, I was trying to see if I could find that. And the reason I'm going through all this is because I was looking actors who i thought of people i'm like yeah you may have maybe one piece of the one part of the, the function right but okay. i'm missing something else so i have two but it's like i will definitely lean on one okay but but the, i'll lean on one but i'm going to say who i was thinking of initially first because i was looking at the particular his feature uh, at least uh, he had a particular picture that was on uh, imdb mm-hmm. uh jack uh, rayner jack rayner is um he's done a couple of stuff that you may not recognize him off the top of your head, but he was the uh, the boyfriend in Transformer Extinction. Extinction, sorry. Oh, so so the driver, the, the one, the, the the rally driver in the car, there, the rally driver, with, right? With Mark Wahlberg. Okay, yeah, right, yeah. And so, the whole time so, was like, did you tell your dad? No, I didn't tell my dad. Okay, yeah, right. him. Okay, okay. Right. So okay. from that particular show, I could. I, it's hard for me to stay from that show. I was more that there's a beautiful, there's a great. Um, with a great, you know, like actor picture that he has, like, you know, mm. it's just his normal still that he has. And I'm seeing that. I'm like, okay, now you're making me feel like I'm a director or someone, a producer who's looking through the picture catalog and say, who, who can fit that bill? Right. I can see him because of the way his stature is. If you go to IMDB and you pull up his name mm. and uh, you will see, you'll see it right, kind of right there. Jack Rayner, R-E-Y-N-O-R. Yeah, R-E-Y-N-O-R. Okay. So if you pull that up, you kind of see, from the still that right there, you can see he has that full face, a slightly rounded face, like Lee Majors. That's where I was like, okay. I know he has the acting chops, whatever the case. He has the action from Transformers. Right. Um, looking for his, uh, you know, his repertoire, and I'm like thinking, I will admit, um, many of the other stuff I'm not familiar with, mm-hmm. um, only because of that one I know. Uh, but, you know, I've seen him do something. So, you know what, there's possibility. So, that's my... If my first person can't make it, then I will say him. Now, the first person I was going to go with mm. is, is, is interesting. You say that. Um, you said earlier, you said a name earlier about Cyborg. Right. And uh, I didn't want to give it away because I wasn't going to laugh in my head. But I was thinking of Sebastian Stan. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Now, 
Now right. we know he, he he's <laughs> he's a secret soldier, aka the Winter Soldier, aka Bucky. Uh, he <laughs> has the ability to play a cyborg, a cybernetic type type individual, right? Um, so he can replicate and pull it from from that. Um, I mean, he does have. I mean, his face might be a little bit slimmer kind of scenario, but I can still see him being a Steve Austin. So, or because he has that type of knowledge, you know what I mean? So yeah, that, that's, but this is again, trying to find someone who has that Lee major type of appeal. Yeah. And again, when you think of, when you think of Steve Austin or it's Lee major, because Lee still had the same personality, uh, you know, his other shows as well. Right. Uh, Fall guy. Yes. Oh, Jesus. My brother, my like, brother I, loved the Fall Guy, man. Brian loved the Fall Guy. He had all the toys and everything for Fall Guy. <laughs> Fall Guy. I came across, I, honestly, a side, side, you know, going left, uh, maybe four or three years ago, I came across some old like YouTube clips, and I was just watching, and I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot about this guy. I forgot right? it. And I came across it, like Hunter and everything. Like, well, we won't even get into that. We won't, that's oh another show we have to pull into. But yes, anyway, yes. But, I saw that. I'm like, okay, but you know the grawl that that Steve Austin, like Lee Major, had. You know, yeah, yeah. I can, I can, I can see that out of Sebastian. I can see him kind of pull that, you know, pull that type of California kind of grawl out of him, kind of scenario. You know, right, in right, any right, way, right. his speech pattern and stuff. So I could see that. So that's where I would say, if anything, I can see Sebastian Stan as my Steve Austin. Okay, okay, I like that. No, I like that. I like, the, I like your two choices there, man. I, I like that. Cool. Um, what I was going with once again. I was going, I was going with same criteria like you did. So even though we didn't talk about this before, I was going mm-hmm. to someone that was similar look, who would fit the look physically, who could pull it off. But then yeah. I wanted someone that um, you wouldn't even think would be a hero for that, that, right. that whole undercover spy ability. Um, the only thing I would say on top of that, watching this the original series and watching mm-hmm. everything else, I think if we had to write that for today, there's two issues they need to deal with that they really never did our, our show in the mm. original series. If, and if I, they did, forgive my memory, I don't remember. Um, one of them is we never see, not too much. I would love to see Steve fly a plane again. Not a little propeller plane. I want to see him get back in a, 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 a fighter plane. A fighter, like an F, a F-14 yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yeah, because I mean, come on, you know, he's Bonic Man. I mean, how cool it would be to see him on, you know, an F-14 and, and like pulling off like his Maverick Top Gun moves or you know, so that would be cool. See him in a, in a traditional dogfight. They can really, I mean, if he's a pilot, let him pilot. <laughs> right? Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's one thing. The other thing is, it, you know, maybe he walks away from being a pilot because I never really addressed it. Mm-hmm. Then you have PTSD, you know, from the crash. Is he so traumatized from the crash that he never wants to fly again? And I know there was missions where he was in planes. He wasn't flying them, but he was in planes. And, and Lee Majors, he always played it cool. But if you went through something like that, either one of two things, either you're going to have a fear of flying or you've overcome that fear, but show that you've overcome that fear right. and yeah, put him in a plane, give him a fight scene. I, now I get with the budget and all that, they couldn't do mm-hmm. that, but you know, like the movie Firefox with, with, a, um, you know, it was old eighties movie, man called Firefox with, uh, uh, yeah, oh my God. Um, yeah. And he had to go and steal a plane, you know, it wasn't Lee majors. It was another Ah, uh, I have. I can see the actor in my head. He's still around, up to now, right? You, you're gonna go and Google it. <laughs> Let yeah, me know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he does a lot of directing now. Um, reddish hair. I picture him as reddish hair, kind of strawberry blonde. 
Okay, so um, Clint Clint Eastwood was 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 it Clint Eastwood? Yeah. Okay. So you're thinking, no, you because you're thinking. I, you said stole. Well, they, they both were stolen, but yeah, Firefox. Firefox is uh, Clint Eastwood. Oh, that's where he has to go and steal a plane, right? Right. He has to go and steal a plane. Okay, sorry. So I was picking up, you know, uh, with a different actor, but yeah, but still, something like that. I mean, I want to see some aerial action going on. It doesn't have to be every episode, but it would it would be nice seeing that he has that as a background. So. All that keeping in mind that he's a former, mm-hmm. you know, or current pilot. He's still a colonel, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. in the Air Force. My actor that I'm picking for, picking for this is Joe McHale. So if you ever watched the TV show Community, it had um, yeah, oh yeah, 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 okay, yeah, the main guy on there on Community, Joe McHale. He's a very tall, always got a big smile on his face, you know. Um, he used to have his own show, or he has his own show, the Joe McHale show. Uh, yeah. You know, he used to do the soup at one point. So he's done, you know, he was in Ted. Uh, he's done a lot of movies. I can't remember the character he plays in there, but Joe McHale, right? Huh. So you get Joe McHale from Community. Right. This is who I see. If you watched him on Community, and if you watch on Netflix, uh, Gabriel Iglesias, you know, his uh, show where, you know, hey, it's fluffy, yeah, 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 yeah. and he's a yeah. teacher. So there's a couple yeah. of episodes. So in there, you have, um, you know, J- uh, Gabriel Iglesias, and then you have this blonde teacher. Like, she teaches the smart kids. She's super tall. They're always making jokes about her height, you know, because mm. she's super. So she's always talking about her ex-boyfriend, and then you find out her ex-boyfriend is Joe McHale, and he comes in for a couple of episodes. First of mm. all, if you've seen Joe McHale, he, he, he's got the height. He's, he's, he's already tall, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's fit. If you've ever seen him with his shirt off, this guy works out like a madman. He is cut. He is. He looks like someone that would be in. Yeah. Th- he looks like a pilot. Right. Right. And that's another thing that I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't bring up. But that was actually in my head as well. Because at least having someone who looks like okay, you can fit. So you're not girthy like too thick that you're you can't fit in a in a cockpit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Most 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 flyers are very, you know, very cut and just very slim. Not slim, but they're very well built to like say, okay, you know what? Right. I don't need all the muscles tight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. So no, you're, you're, you're right. You're right. And I didn't yeah. say that. But Joel that McHale, to me, he looks like a pilot. If you look at him, he I'm looks like someone who's in the army. If you had to give him the hero, he's really got the body. Like, I mean, I don't know how Hollywood is sleeping over this guy unless he doesn't want to do it and put him in some type of superhero movie. Like us. Well, and he's done a lot look, of comedy. He, huh? You know what? He's, he's in um, Stargirl. Huh? Yes, sorry, sorry, my bad. Yes, I haven't watched Star Girl that much. You so haven't seen it yet. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. But but I want to see him, and you know, I know that's right. I remember him being in Star Girl, but I want to see him as the lead. He can do it. He he was the lead for Community. He had a couple of talk shows going on. He mm-hmm. he's a go to guy. He's got a quick wit, sense of humor, which is great. But there's times in the episodes of Community where they do like um uh uh they, I think it's like a Star Wars ish kind of episode, or there's a um, um a paint gun episode right, where they're all getting in teams and paint gun, and he gets, like, serious. He gets, like, mm. super serious. Like, it's to the point where it's so funny how serious he is, you know, mm. out of this show. He can do it, you know. Okay. Not not every comedian only can, can do comedy, as I put it, right? He's He does comedic comedy, but he's got this little whimsical look about him that you could say that there's a twinkle there that's, oh, oh, he, he could be, he can play, like, a little bit of a crazy, he could be serious. Um, right. And 
definitely he, he's got the physique. There's no question about it. Yeah. To me, Joe Mc and he wouldn't look like a spy. This is an actor that if you give him the role, once again, I always believe in trying to go and find an actor and yeah, give yeah, him the yeah. role that you might not picture them in, and you put him in there, I think he would shine. And Joe McHale, to me, would be a great person to be the current six million dollar man. Okay. Okay. That's my two cents. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. You're, you're bringing some good points. And, and, and just seeing, like, I haven't really, I haven't really, I've seen a couple of episodes of Community, but not enough to right. say I remember it properly. But knowing who you're talking about, and I've, you know, I can see, you know, off of, uh, you know, little stuff I've seen, like, okay, like I was saying, back to Stargirl and stuff like that, you know, at least having that type of, focus you know he could be focused and, and you know and that when well, there's a couple of episodes where you know he's having some not issues but the way he's he's communicating like you know he's sorry for you know not being there for the girl and everything like that right right so i can see the serious aspect of it you know what i mean from from there a little bit but um but i see what you're saying about the look right yeah. again because because i'm going off of back in the 70s and now you know depending on the on the 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 job that they're trying to do to be a right. uh, secret agent right. and that being be a pilot then turning into a secret agent. Yeah. You just got to have that particular look body structure. And you know what? Yeah. I, I can go with that. I can definitely yeah. go. And if that. you watch community, there's times where he had to put on a suit and when he put on a suit, he looks crisp, right? He's okay. got the physique. He's got the height. Um, okay. I, I, I believe him a boy, you know, even though he, he does more tend to the comedy aspect, I, I believe Joe McHale would be, Phenomenal, six million dollar man. Write it up to date, modern day story. Go for it. Okay. You know, I, I if you look at what is that other show? Uh, um, uh, uh, Jack Ryan, right? That was yeah. on Amazon. Mm-hmm. If you look at that actor, that actor came from The Office, and okay. yeah, he was from The Office, and which is a comedy show. And then he's doing Jack Ryan. He did two seasons, man, and. Yes. Right, that's true. It's two or three seasons, yeah. but he he did you know Jack Ryan and and wow wow okay <laughs> okay he he played it he played him he played him dirty but he, yeah. he, I mean and I mean that in a good way he did a, a great <laughs> job with that so to me Joe McHale that's who I'm going with right uh, uh, as my thing we're gonna put up comments let fans know you know. We're going to try to find a way to make a poll out of it. So you can either go with my choice, which is Joe McHale, or you can go with Rod's choice. And your choice again, Rod, was? Mine was Sebastian Stan. Sebastian Stan. So you're staying with Sebastian Stan? I'll stay with Sebastian. I'll, okay. stay, I'll stay with Sebastian. I mean, okay. yeah. I'm, I'm going to stay Because if I <laughs> – that's what I'm saying. Jack Ryan right, right, – um, oh, it's – it's mm-hmm. – it's, it's – oh, okay. Yeah, it's a, it's an inch. You know what? No, no. I'm gonna stay with I'm gonna stay with Sebastian. I'm gonna stay with Sebastian. All right, I'm gonna cool. have some fun. I'm so you go with Sebastian. I'm going mm-hmm. with Joe, uh, Joel, and we'll, mm-hmm. we'll figure this out. We'll put the comments down below, um, and and we'll try to find a poll that everyone can vote on when this episode is up. And on that note, I want to say mm-hmm. thank you once again, everyone, for tuning in. On behalf of myself, Barry 3D, I'm here with my cousin once again, DJ Rod C. Right on. You can find all of this on the Barry3D.com page um, and find all the links to everything. And please like, subscribe, share, hit the notification button every Tuesday. Once again, new episodes drop. Final note, this whole world that we're talking about started with a piece of paper 
pencil, and lots of imagination. Keep dreaming. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Night. <laughs>